Yes, that line falls on the right, babe. Oh, you know it does. Not that Maggie's back in Chris McVonagle here with you on this Monday morning. You know how it works. I got you for three hours. 877-337-6666. Two in a row. Don't let those Giants get hot. Anything is possible. Don't let them get hot. Tommy DeVito time. You know me. I'm just not going to... Let's let's have some fun with it. Let's be honest about it. Let's have our discussions about it. The Giants do win a football game. 10-7 over the lousy New England Patriots and the terrible quarterback duo of Mac Jones and Bailey Zappi, who are just as bad as anything you've ever seen. And, you know, the Giants set off fireworks after the game, and everyone's apparently very excited about it, but unfortunately, I can't be there with you. Uh, Listen, I'm I'm glad they'll start with some of the positives. Uh, Listen, I'm a Giant fan, and as much as I'll tell you that I think they benefit from losing games... During the game, I'm conflicted. I don't watch the game and, and get a, upset when the Giants make a good play. That's in it's it's against everything that we're we're for. I understand that. I understand that. But watching this game, there's a couple of things. Like one, before we get all crazy about Devito, the story of Devito is great. He's a local kid. I love the 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 hand gesture celebration. I love seeing his family at the game. I love the story. He made a couple of nice throws and kind of unlocked Hyatt in this game, which is something that's very important moving forward, so I'm very good with. you. Need, I'm looking forward. That's what this is all about. I'm done with this season. I'm done with this season. The Giants have forced me to be done with this season. When there was opportunities to continue this season, the Giants weren't there for us. All right? That's just the plain and simple truth. When the season was still on the line with Daniel Jones... With the team we expected to compete, they fell apart. When the season was still on the line, they had a chance against the Jets and handed a game away. When the season was still on the line, they had a game against the Raiders and handed the game away. When the season was still on the line, they lost. And now that the season's not on the line, yes, I'm done with this season and I'm moving forward. And moving forward, yes, it's a nice story. DeVito's a nice story. Yes, unlocking Hyatt and getting Hyatt 100 receiving yards on big plays down the sideline, different things. Even watching him run a different play than just you go deep, we'll throw it to you. Slants, making people miss, getting big first downs. You'd like to see that element of his game take flight, and it has a little bit with with Tommy DeVito, and that's great. But here's the problem with the Tommy DeVito story. It's not about Tommy DeVito. It isn't. It's a nice story. It's something we can hook our, you know, they can write – back page stories about, and we can have fun with, and we can, oh, man, what if, what if, what if they scored 10 points against the Patriots off of turnovers? So let's be honest. DeVito is playing and winning games to keep Daniel Jones the quarterback. That's what this is about. This is not about DeVito. He is not going to be the guy. It's a great story. He made a couple of nice throws. But watching this, 
and seeing what he does isn't about him once you get past the novelty of it. It's about who's going to be the quarterback moving forward for this team. And Daniel Jones is under contract. And the further you get away from a top pick against, with obviously with one of these two major quarterbacks in Williams and May that everyone you know is talking about, obviously they're the can't-miss prospects. The further you get away from that, you can go through the other names, that's fine. But the further you get away from those two picks, the more likely it is that Daniel Jones is still the quarterback for this team considering his contract. So, yes, and we'll get further into this, but the, it's a nice story that Danny, that uh, Danny, I knew I would do it. I knew I would do it. That Tommy DeVito is playing fairly well and winning a couple football games against lousy teams. I get that. And I also understand that it's better for the coach. And this is really, I guess, the news of the day and what you take away from what winning can do. Like, if you really have the argument against, I know Lori was, ta- uh, was talking about it, I'm the, the difference between, you know, is it a kiss your sister win, as she put it, or, you know, how do you feel about it? I guess the main argument for winning is you don't want to feel like the team has given up on the head coach. Right? That's that's part of it, too. You want Dable to be the guy. Dable was the coach last year, coach of the year. You felt like you were really, you finally got a regime that you could move forward with. And now if the team, if you just win two games and the team falls apart, well, oh, what does it say about him? Does he still have a job? All that. So the idea that you've won a couple, that you've won a couple games here and steadied the ship, as as it were, and the team didn't give up on him. And the defense didn't give up on Wink Martindale. Uh, it's a great thing. And then, obviously, the Wink Martindale story. The benefit of winning these games is less chaos around the organization. And there's something to be said for that, and that's why I tweeted out today. Like, when he's asked in the post game, obviously, you, wake, uh, you go to watch football today, and the Jay Glazer report is that Wink Martindale and Coach Brian Dable are just at each other's throats. They can't stand each other. It might not even last the season. They're in a really, really bad place. And that is causing a rift inside the team, and it's a really bad situation. The benefit of winning these games is the idea that Coach Dable can make pizza jokes in the press conference. He could go up there and go, the only thing we fight about is who gets the last piece of pizza. Because if they lost that game, now it's a question he answers the same way he answers almost every other question is, I, you know, me and, Co- me and Coach Table, me and Coach uh, Wink Wandale are fine. We're good. Wink is good. And nobody buys it. But now they win the game. He gets to make a pizza joke. Wink Martindale gets the game ball. And so nobody, and now we're questioning whether the story is, is even believable. Let me tell you something. There are very few reporters that I just ironclad, I believe everything they say. Glazer is one of them. There is an issue and a little bit of a rift. How significant it is, I don't know. But there is some kind of rift between Dable and Wink. There's no doubt about it. But winning cures all. They've won the last two games. The defense has stepped up after being an absolute disaster against the Cowboys, an absolute disaster against the Raiders. It has stepped up, turned there after some of the comments by, you know, uh, Xavier McKinney, where the, the the team wasn't listening to the coaching, the coaches weren't listening to the leaders on the team. After all that, after terrible defensive performances, the team has turned it around the last two games against Washington and the lousy Patriots and Mac Jones turned the ball over and directly led to victories, especially this one, points off turnovers. And suddenly, hey, everything feels a little bit better, doesn't it? Wink Martindale and Coach, all right, maybe it's something, but hey, squabbles happen with losing teams. This is why you need to win. You stabilize your franchise. 
You stabilize your franchise. Don't you get it? And now you can just go about like things and there's not so much tension and pressure and you know the coach is coming back and, and this is why you need to win games. Establish a winning culture and eliminate the chaos and eliminate the idea this team has given up on the coach and just start to feel good about your franchise. And I'm sorry, but you lose me there. I hate to say it, you lose me. Because we had a winning culture last year. A winning culture. They had a winning culture last year. They won nine games, had this incredible season out of nowhere. Nobody saw it coming. The head coach was unbelievable. The quarterback earned himself a $40 million contract, won a playoff game on the road versus a 13-win team, and followed that up with a 40-point loss on on the opening game against the Cowboys and led that to a 2-8 and eight season. What did the winning culture bring? What did winning culture bring? Here's the fact of the matter. The Giants right now are in a unique place where getting the better draft pick suits them. The coach is going nowhere. He just won coach of the year last year. The Giants have lost uh, coaches after two years time and time again, three coaches in a row. You know he's not going anywhere. Shane and Dable were hired specifically, specifically because of what they did in Buffalo with Josh Allen. Developing a young quarterback. This is the time to go do it. And I understand the winning and I understand playing well. I do. There's some benefit to it. It doesn't outweigh the idea of giving these guys the best opportunity to get a quarterback. And yes, make no mistake, the franchise needs a quarterback. And I've heard a lot of people and a lot of people come at me and I've heard a lot of things. I've heard a statement made by a lot of people that should never be in the thought process of a football team ever, ever. No one inside an organization should ever say this if you are involved in a football team. They aren't just a quarterback away. That is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. If you do not have a quarterback, you need one. There is no such thing as not a quarterback away. You can be not a running back away. You can be not a defensive back away. You can be not a wide receiver away. You can be not an offensive lineman away. You can be not a linebacker away. You can be any other position on the field not away than a quarterback. That is the lifeblood, the, the, the foundation of your football team. Look at what the Giants have done. Oh, the Giants have already drafted at the top of the draft. What has it done? Well, they go out and get Saquon Barkley. Saquon Barkley is as good a running back as you could hope for, right? Saquon Barkley, touched by the hand of God, he's panned out, hasn't he? How has it impacted winning? How has it impacted winning? Andrew Thomas hits all-pro left tackle. God knows they need an offensive line, Chris. Build up the offensive line. Get another quarterback in here without an offensive line. They've drafted at the top of the offensive line, and they've hit with Andrew Thomas and still have a bad offensive line. This is the time to go out and get a quarterback, and this is what scares me because, yes, they can still get a quarterback. It's not just the two at the top of the draft. There's Bo Nix. There's Michael Penix. There's a handful of guys in this draft that are believed to be top quarterbacks in this, that could be top quarterbacks in this league. And yes, I trust Dable and Shane to go get them, 
But my fear is if they win enough games and they are down in the draft enough, will they go out and draft a quarterback? Or will they rest on the fact that they just gave Daniel Jones $40 million a year for the next however many years, and here we are in the same rut that the Giants have been in forever? I'm trying to break the rut. Like, I'm watching what's happening in Houston with Stroud. I'm watching how he, I mean, transformed that franchise. Oh, a quarterback would come in with no weapons. What are the weapons? He's turned to Nico Collins and Tank Dell into superstars, and they're throwing three, four, five touchdowns a game. You need an offensive line. Is, is that a great offensive line in Houston? We're not just a quarterback away is a ridiculous statement. There is no such thing in the NFL if you don't have one. And the other thing about Daniel Jones, the guy has now finished two of the last three seasons with season-ending injuries that needed surgery. And I don't even know when he's going to be back. I just, it's, it's, it's the main thing. And people think, like, I'm not, we all know the Giants are going to play to win the game. No one's suggesting the players should go out there to try and lose. But what's frustrating to me as a Giant fan is this season had promise. This season was coming off a year where they had this unbelievable run, where it looked like they had the answer at the coach, they looked like they had the answer at the GM position, and finally you got some answers out of the quarterback position because he played well enough to win you games and then went into the postseason and won a playoff game on the road. And this was supposed to be a building year. Didn't have to be a Super Bowl year. Didn't have to be an NFC Championship year. Didn't even have to be a compete with the Eagles year. But it had to be something in the way of building forward. And when the game was on the line, when the season was on the line, they didn't show up. And now we're all supposed to jump all over ourselves because they won against Washington and they won against the Patriots, and the idea they stabilize things. Do you feel that much better? Like, let me ask you, Giant fans, do you feel that much better about this coach that he won a game 10-7 against the Patriots, a fan base that is right now celebrating that missed field goal, a fan base that knows better than any other fan base in the history of sports that you can get a quarterback and a franchise-changing player from anywhere, from the seventh round, from the 135,000th pick, Right, every the Patriots know if anybody that you don't need a top tra- top pick to find your quarterback, and yet I'm telling you right now the Patriots are celebrating because they're watching how awful their quarterback play is, and they just missed a field goal that is going to help them have a better chance to draft a franchise changing quarterback. Plain and simple. Plain and simple. So, do I feel better about this team because Wink Martindale? And 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 Coach Dable might be in a, in a in a spat, but it's not that big a deal because they won the game. No, do I feel that much better about the job this coach has done and the idea that he stopped the bleeding because he figured out a way with Devito to score ten points and beat the Patriots? I don't. I don't. Am I? You know, do I feel somewhat good watching the game that they're they're in it and they're playing well and Hyatt has a hundred rushing a uh, hundred receiving yards and there's some nice throws by Devito and there's some juice in the ballpark and and Devito's you know kind of created some sort of fun around the team. Sure, sure I am. That's great. I want to win. I don't want to be four and eight and win a couple of games. I want to win, and the franchise quarterback does that more than anything else. 
It's not the cure-all. It doesn't mean he'll come in and do a great job. And I know there have been coach, there have been uh, players that have failed at the top of the draft. I trust these two guys to pick the guy they love. And still, having said that, if they get the 10th pick, the 11th pick, whatever pick, if there's a quarterback available that they believe in, they absolutely need to draft that quarterback and bring him in here. That's what you absolutely need to do. You don't build around Daniel Jones anymore with a neck injury and an ACL. It's over for Daniel Jones. And so I can't help but think as DeVito is winning games, and that's nice and all, we've played ourselves into, well, hey, we're paying him $40 million. Maybe we'll put some things around him, see how it goes. That thought process is failed. And I'm tired of it. And I had hopes for Daniel Jones this year, but ultimately the Giants need to change the direction of the franchise. And if they had a top pick, it's easier to do it. That's all. That's all. 877-337-6666. So we could talk about it. There are aspects of the game I like, obviously. I do think that it's probably overblown the relationship between the coach and the defensive coordinator, but there's 100% something to it. Again, there are very few reporters that I'll always believe. And Glazer is one of them. There is something going on inside that franchise. You know why? Because that's what losing breeds. And I get that. And you want to avoid that in many situations. I get it. This happened to be a perfect year for the Giants to just do this. And I guess this is part of me just having that pie-in-the-sky feeling. Because you're trying to build on, you're trying to latch onto something. Because, yes, they've won two Super Bowls in the last 15 years. Yes, the Eli Manning era was wildly successful because of it, and it was two of the sweetest championships that this city has ever seen. Yankees, Mets, Giants, whatever. Rangers. That was, I mean, those two Super Bowls, especially beating the undefeated Patriots, was as good as it gets. And so the Giants overall, for a fan of my age, he's, they've been good to us. But for the last 10 years, it has been an out-and-out disaster. And the losing and being at the top of the draft over and over and over again, we just, it's just, it's never-ending. It's never-ending. And something needs to change to spark it. And as I'm trying to latch on to something like that, I watch this team lose these miserable games against Uh, the Vegas Raiders, against the Jets that they have a game. If they win that game, if they figure out a way to win the Buffalo game, if they actually show up against the Raiders after Daniel Jones goes down, then this is a different story, and we're looking at going ahead as it is right now. It's probably over the the tank. I'm done. This is the last time you're going to hear from me about it. Now go out and win games, I suppose, and maybe sneak in. I don't know. Maybe DeVito has this incredible run. What the hell? But I was trying to latch on to something after watching this team be miserable again and give you nothing week after week to start the season. 40 to nothing, 60 to nothing after a game and a half. Like, what a joke. There was a time to play well and a time to save your season. And then I got my hopes up about maybe getting one of these two top quarterbacks that could change a franchise. And you might not think that's possible, and you might think, hey, the draft's a crapshoot. You know what? The draft is a crapshoot. But at least there's a chance. Two and eight, there's no chance. There's no chance. I know what two and eight is. Two and eight's dead before Thanksgiving. That's what two and eight is. I want this coach and this GM to have the best chance to go out and get a quarterback that they believe in because that's the only thing that's going to lift this franchise up from the abyss that it's been in for the last eight, nine years. 
So great. They played well, defensively at least. Turnovers, McKinney, after making comments, has stepped up his game and played well. Bobby Okereke has really become that stalwart linebacker you want to see. Hyatt, who you had high expectations for, who can, who can get down the field, is starting to break out with the help of DeVito and this offense. And the idea that this coach has been able to scheme up a couple of games with this non-draft invitee has somehow managed to win a couple of games, score some points, throw some touchdowns. Yeah, I feel I feel like, okay, offensively, at, at least there's something there. And this coaching staff has whipped up something to get them to this position. Great. The fact of the matter is after today, after the game win, after the game ends, after that final whistle, as happy as you might have been about the way they played and the victory and the missed field goal, once you put down the beer, once you put down the wings, once you stop celebrating, you realize the win didn't help this team. Didn't help this team. Because they need dramatic change. 